Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson's here as well. Of course, our great show brought to you by BetMGM. Will Hill sticking around for another segment. Of course, you can find Will's podcast, uh, the New York City cast. Will does a great job every single day. Make sure to check it out. Will, uh, to answer your question, you asked if the number gets high enough on the Lakers, would it be worth the crack? My answer is no. I think they are too far gone in order to uh, to make a bet on them. The Davis injury really, uh, more than anything, if Davis, you knew that he would be healthy for a playoff run, then maybe. The other issue, too, what happens if they end up in a 9-10 and they have an off night and somehow lose to a terrible team in a 9-10, which we know they're capable of doing? So it's a little, it's, it's, again, it's, it's hard to bet against LeBron, but I don't think I'd do it. I don't think I'd, I, I, I would have the fortitude to, to pull the trigger on that. I mean, you're going to be right 99 times out of 100. There's probably a better chance they miss the playoffs than they make a run. But uh, again, the flip side of that, I mean, how often do you get LeBron at like, you know, 45, 51 to win a title? And again, the West is pretty wide open. It reminds me a little bit, I was just talking about this on my podcast, it reminds me a little bit of football season. I think we we're all saying at the end of the year, you know, none of these teams are that great. They're all kind of flawed. If there's a way to fade Green Bay, fade these teams at the top, maybe you just do it by taking some of these uh, teams down the board here in terms of long shots. Starting to get that feel in the NBA. You know, the Bucks have not been great. I think. We probably trust them more than these other teams, but you know, the Suns are hurt. The Suns don't have a top five, top 10 player. That's usually not the formula for winning a title. Uh, the Warriors, who knows Draymond, uh, there's not that team where like, all right, there's no way that team can lose. The East is uh, pretty, pretty balanced. So that's all I'm saying. I, I think there's a, a path for the Lakers to win around maybe two. The chances are they don't. I mean, it's much more likely. It's not impossible. LeBron says, you know what? This team stinks. I'm mad at you guys. I'm not putting the miles on my body. I'm going to shut it down. I'll get ready for next year. That's more likely than any of this. I'm just, uh, just wanted to think it through. No, hey, look, it, the, the thought exercise is a good thought exercise. Because like you said, when are you ever going to get LeBron, a team with LeBron on it possibly at 45 to 1, 50 to 1 to win a title? And it's more than possible with the way the Lakers have gone. Uh, just looking at a few more NBA questions before we get to uh, college hoops here, Will. You mentioned in out West, the Chris Paul injury obviously has is, is really changed the calculus in a huge way here out West. Uh, at Ben MGM this morning, actually, Golden State's now the conference favorite at plus 175. Uh, the Suns are back to plus 190. Everyone else, 5-1 to one or longer. Will, I'm in the camp that of thinking that Chris Paul – 
being out will not hurt Phoenix until the second round of the postseason. Am I off base here, or do you or, or do you look at it the same way that I do? No, am I doing the numbers wrong? He should be back for the playoffs, right? Well, it's it's six, it's six eight to eight weeks, weeks, six to eight weeks on reevaluation. So Ooh. you have to read it that way, where it's probably eight weeks where we're looking at Paul coming back. Wow. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe if they do revisit that Lakers at 50 to one, if they get the Suns <laughs> in the first round and them and Davis, who knows? Remember, they were up 2-1 on them last year and they were up game four when Davis got hurt. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the Suns will be all right. I've heard this idea that the Warriors can catch the Suns for the one seed. I mean, the Suns are still up seven games in the loss column with 22 to play. I mean, just start doing the math. Uh, you know, seven in the loss column is a lot. I do think the Suns will probably be able to get by the first round. Uh, again, they need him to win a title. And even with Paul, they don't have that prototypical, you know, title roster. Usually these teams that win the title in the NBA, it's, it's pretty simple. You have a top five, top three player. The Suns probably don't even have a top 10 player. It's more, more of a balanced team. Now that helps them losing their best player, co-best player with Chris Paul. But uh, yeah, no, I'm on par with you. I think they'll be in the second round regardless. No, I look, I think that a series against Utah, even though teams have been able to figure out how to give Rudy Gobert to be completely ineffective in playoff spots, that would be the one where you could end up with a with a, with a with a problem there potentially for Phoenix. Uh, Eastern Conference-wise, well, wide open, absolutely wide open right now in the East. Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee plus 280 co-favorites. The Sixers are plus 350. Heat at 5-1, to one. everyone else is double digits. Will, uh, unless if Brooklyn can get everyone fully mobilized here, this feels like it's 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 the two through four teams on that graphic. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Miami is where the Eastern champ is coming from. Yeah, they just don't want to move that number on the nets at all, do they? I mean, they no. can lose 11, 12 in a row. It doesn't seem to matter. They don't budge the number at all. So I'm with you. There's no value on the nets. Uh, to me, the Bucks plus 280, you'll probably at least get them in a conference finals. Now, who knows with the way the seeding breaks, they could play the Nets in the first round. It, you could really have some uh, some fun matchups in the first round for sure. Usually in the playoffs, especially in the East, there's one or two dead series. You're not going to have that this year. Uh, I can think of the Heat Bucks from like six or seven years ago when LeBron was on the Heat, when the you know the Heat just buried them you know four times and uh, Bucks Pistons a couple years ago. Remember that when Blake Griffin was on the Pistons, the Bucks mm-hmm. beat them by 50 points every game. You're not going to have that type of series in the East this year. It's going to make for a fun postseason. Uh, even a team like Toronto is not terrible. They're tough to play. Uh, I would say probably the best value, man, Miami plus Miami at five to one could be the one seed. I, that Miami five to one is pretty interesting. I, I have to say Miami five to one. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries. Their best players, really their four best players have only played, you know, 58, 59 game minutes together this year. So maybe they have an extra gear in the playoffs. To, like, like you said, though, uh, it's pretty wide open. I think the heat at five to one is pretty interesting though. No, I, I'm with you. They're the best home team in the Eastern conference. They could end up with the one seed. And like you said, they've been dealing with injury all year and they're still number one in the Eastern Conference, and they're a lot Good more... coach, too. Uh, the, be- the best coach in the Eastern Conference, yeah. no argument there on Spo. Maybe even the best coach in the NBA at this point with the way that uh, Pop has decided to uh, kind of mail it in these last few years there in San Antonio. Uh, Will, let's go to college hoops now. Uh, an interesting card tonight. Let's start in the Big Ten. Uh, a little bit of a later tip, but a good game. Ohio State goes on the road to Champaign to take on Illinois tonight. Uh, you're seeing six. You're seeing six and a half on this with the uh, Illini laying at home. Yeah, these teams played three times last year. Remember, they played that uh, pretty epic conference title game mm-hmm. on Selection Sunday, I think it was. And uh, 
uh, Ohio State just had a hard time dealing with Coburn. And, you know, I think they went to hack Coburn. They did all sorts of things to stop them. They had really a, a hard time doing so. And I just think Illinois has a recipe to stop Liddell. They have the size to deal with Liddell. And if you shut Liddell down, Ohio State is kind of, uh, you know, mediocre in terms of shot creation, uh, getting to the basket, that kind of thing, where I just think Illinois is a much better team in terms of balance, uh, tough matchup, Coburn. Uh, I like Illinois here. I'm going to lay the points. I, I like Illinois. You and I, uh, you and I agree on that one. I, I, I don't think that Ohio State team is really all that good. I, I, I think they stole they, one the other night too. My goodness. very lucky. Oof. Yeah, Ben Wilson had, uh, had, had Ohio State the other night. Uh, I had Indiana out. and the under. Oh, jeez, oh, that's it's not what you want, Will. That's just an absolute oh, disaster God. there in that one. Speaking of Indiana, they're playing Maryland tonight. Uh, six and a half point favorites. The Hoosiers are at home in this one, Will. Yeah, I'm going to take the points. Uh, you know, Maryland's actually played okay under Manning. You know, they've gone with some younger guys. They've kind of been uh, revitalized here under the new coach. They're playing uh, some different lineups. And to me, Indiana, they just, they're so one-dimensional on offense. It, it's all about one guy. And if you stop him, they can really get stagnant on offense. Again, how they gave that game away the other night, I have no idea. I mean, they just up forward the minute left, and they were getting seven on top of it. They just... Uh, you know, they went stagnant on offense. They weren't moving. They kind of lost Liddell on that last play led to a dunk. And once you went to overtime, you kind of knew you were in trouble, but to me, they shouldn't be laying six and a half to anyone who's decent. So I like Maryland here. Give me the Terps plus the six and a half. Will on Maryland plus the six and a half big one in the WCC next number one, Gonzaga goes to San Francisco, humongous opportunity for the Dons who were squarely on that NCAA tournament bubble. Dons getting 10 and a half now at bed MGM. Yeah, it's weird to see Gonzaga only laying 10, 10 and a half in a conference game. I mean, usually these lines are in the 20s, at least in the high teens. Uh, San Fran's played them well. Golden, the San Francisco coach, has always had a habit of of hanging around versus Gonzaga. He's done very well against the spread against Gonzaga. And like you mentioned, this is a chance to really stamp yourself as a tournament team. Even if you were kind of to lose a heartbreaker for San Francisco, I think that probably goes a long way into helping your case to get in. And uh, to me, Gonzaga, it's nitpicky because they're loaded. They're always loaded, but they're still kind of a, slept, a step slow in terms of perimeter defense. They don't defend well point of attack. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to hang in this game. Give me San Francisco plus the 10 here. One last one here, Will. Big one in the Pac-12. UCLA on the road laying three and a half at Oregon. Yeah, I like Oregon. Oregon took them to overtime the first game. Uh, uh, to me, Oregon is, is well coached. You know, they played well the other night against Arizona. UCLA has, has struggled a little bit defensively. They've had some injuries. Uh, I just think this is a good number here to, to back Oregon plus the three. Will, uh, a, a baseball question to let you go with. Oof. Total uh, a total of games ended up being missed in the regular season this year. I'm going to make it 19 and a half. Are you going over and uh, or over or under? I hate to go over. It's an emotional hedge to say over. I would say over though. It doesn't sound like either side's going to budge. I think eventually they will, but I think 130, 140, something like that. So I'll, I'll go over. Yeah, I, I I hate to say it. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent I think we're uh, both sides are a. Uh, Stubborn. I think one side is a little more stubborn than the other, as I think you you know what direction I would go there, Will. But uh, if we it, get it May first, we'll all be okay. If we get it May first, we'll all live. It'll be fine. 
I'm kind of rooting for the players, to be honest, to kind of dig their heels in. As much as I want to see games, I am kind of rooting for the players to just dig their heels in. The way they screw these minor leaguers is kind of ridiculous. I mean, these franchises mm-hmm. are worth billions and billions of dollars. But uh, hopefully we get the games. I miss the games. You know, Usually this time of year, spring training games will be started. It doesn't sound like uh, it's close. We'll see who budges. I will say a May 15th start date would also be fine with me, Will. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Just as long as we don't get to June where the NBA and the NHL are done and then we're in the – the grand abyss if we have no baseball at the end of June, uh, if that, God forbid, that were to happen. He's Will Hill. Of course, the New York City cast is where you can listen to Will every single day of the week. Go check it out. It's a great listen every day. Will, pleasure as always. Thanks for being with us today. All right, Jeff. See you guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Will. Uh, we're going to the NBA next. Uh, we have the resident Wisconsin native Ben Wilson here, so we got to get his thoughts on the Eastern Conference and more on the NBA next. A numbers game, Visa. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast, catch replays of all of our shows, or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get uh, get podcasts like Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Peterson, Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, The Wide World of Wine Garden with our guy Jason Weingarten, and of course, you can get all the shows you missed, follow the money, Lombardi line, my guys in the desert, and anything you missed here on a numbers game today, all available now and for free at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to your pods. It is a numbers game here on vcin. I'm Jeff Parles, Ben Wilson here as well. Dwayne Colucci joins us in a half hour, so we're looking forward to that. Ben, before we get into NBA chatter here, you are you you, you are a big soccer fan. You had a uh, a soccer bet gone awry somehow yesterday in the Champions League where Ajax somehow drew Benfica, which was a little bit shocking the way that it got there. But a, a stat you gave out Monday night on primetime action, the team involved in that stat, which you'll give out in a second again, Borussia Dortmund taking on Rangers today in Europa League, which is the second best international league in Europe, just below the Champions League. It's still a lot of high-end teams. Borussia Dortmund, the second-best team in Germany, basically, year in and year out. But, Ben, the run that Borussia Dortmund is on right now to the over 
It's going to be put to the test today with a number that you and I were both shocked at when we just saw during the break. So absolutely stunning, Jeff. Yes, Bruce Dortmund, 17 of their last 18 games, at least three goals have been scored. And a lot of their totals now on in the domestic Bundesliga have been shaded to three and a half, which is normally insane. I mean, normally on the, you know, the low end, you're going to see twos or heavily juiced unders on two and a halves. Three, three for the, some of the higher end, you know, potential scorelines. It is so rare that you start seeing three and a half, especially in domestic league games. But we've started seeing that with Dortmund because it is not that they're good. It's they're, they have a great offense and they have a terrible defense. It's, it's been amazing. It's gone both ways where they've given up. They lost a five. They lost five two to Bayer Leverkusen at home a couple weeks ago. Then promptly came back and beat Borussia Mönchengladbach six nil at home over the weekend. But they lose four two at home to Rangers in leg one. Remember in the in the soccer now in Europa League and Champions League they've gotten rid of the away goals. Correct. Paul rule. Paul so, Paul Carr reminded us of that yes. this week. Yep. So you have leg two now, Dortmund Dortmund coming off where they're I mean they they had the six nil over the weekend in response after losing midweek to Rangers at home four two. We we're talking with with Matt Santos as well as another big soccer guy producer of the Lombardi line coming up next and we're thinking all right this is there was there would there ever be a case to set a four total like would this not be it <laughs> then we pull up the odds and it's only three and it's really not actually juiced that heavily it was only minus 120 when it opened up to minus 130 to a lot of shops I Jeff this might not get to three and a half because it's Europa League doesn't get as much handle but that's a number you almost out of obligation are. Are, are pretty 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 compelled to pounce upon while it's still at that point. Yeah, I would say so. And also, too, this is going to be jurisdiction to jurisdiction here because, of course, uh, a lot of the newer school books, the DraftKings of the world, the, the FanDuels of the world, don't usually put out even numbers except for the Asian handicap on totals. So three and a half is probably going to be your number you're seeing in DraftKings and FanDuel in the newer jurisdictions, at least here in Nevada, we have the three. I think that's a good bet. I think over three and a half in that game is a good bet. Maybe even, again, Ben, you you know better than me. I would imagine that Borussia Dortmund could very easily win this match but come up short and still not advance because of that disaster against Rangers. So maybe maybe even a Borussia Dortmund over parlay may not be a bad one today uh, in that one. There well, are yeah, multiple well, Europa League games. Uh, again, uh, correct. they're starting at 1245 Eastern, the first wave of those games and today. keep in mind, too, so without having the, the road goals anymore, what like what, what the realistic change that does now, let's say Dortmund were to go up 2-0 in this match, under the old system, you would be 4-4 in aggregate, but because Rangers had the four road goals, which you hardly ever see, in the past, whatever team had more road goals, they'd automatically advance. So Rangers, if it got to 2-0, they could just sit on the ball. Well, now at 4-4, if it stays that way, you just go to extra time. So presumably here, Jeff, this is going to be just as wide open of a match as we saw in leg number one. A Dortmund team that already is, is poor on defense, very good on offense, sets up pretty well here for an over. Yeah, no, I know no argument for me there. By the way, quick update on the Honda Classic that's underway in Florida. A Joaquin Neiman solo leader is doing it again. Four under through 11 there at PGA National. Uh, Rory Sabatini and uh, actually one of Wes's long shots, uh, Adam Spenceman, uh, currently one shot back. So there you go. Uh, early on goings there in uh, at PGA National 
uh, there in uh, the, in Florida. The Canadians were due this week, Jeff. They all missed the cut last week, right. so at least one of them had to had to do something. Absolutely. Let's go to the NBA here, Ben. Second, I keep saying second half. It's not the second half. It's basically the last quarter of games because the All Star game is so late now in the NBA season. Uh, your updated odds to win the title. The Golden State Warriors are now your favorite again after the Chris Paul injury was announced. Golden State is now the favorite at plus 425. Phoenix at plus 450. The Nets and the Bucks at 6-1 to at Ben MGM. Philadelphia at 7-1 to and in Miami. 10-1 to everyone else north of 16-1. to Ben, I, I'm in the camp of Phoenix is really not going to be impacted as much by the Chris Paul injury until the second round of the playoffs. And if you're going to give me Phoenix, still in that odds uh, board, still correct on Phoenix plus 450 to win the NBA title or to win the Western Conference still plus 190, as we talked about earlier with Will Hill, the way they are built, they are layered correctly. They have enough depth. Uh, they're going to get, again, I know campaign doesn't move the needle too much, but they're going to get campaign back. Uh, they traded for Holiday at the break, uh, and that was a big acquisition for depth. I still think this is Phoenix's to lose here, in the, at least in the Western Conference. From an NBA title perspective, it's a little bit difficult because you have that looming hidden giant right now in Brooklyn where if Durant gets healthy, the vaccine mandate gets repealed in New York in time for the NBA playoffs. That means Kyrie can play everywhere. And then Ben Simmons, the biggest unknown of the unknowns at this point. It's just hard to just discount them, even though, look, if you put them in a seven-game series in Milwaukee, the Bucs would have a chance to beat them again. I know last year is a little bit different. And then, look, the Heat are well-coached enough, haven't been healthy the most of the year, and are still the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. It's still pretty wide open. Oh, and I didn't even mention Philadelphia, who has Harden and Embiid if they mesh right. So it is so wide open in that Eastern Conference. Those are up-to-date odds right now at BetMGM, where the Nets and the Bucks been currently a plus 280. If you made me bet today, I would bet Miami at 5-1. to one. That would be the way I would look, but I would do it with not a lot of confidence because of the looming potential new big three in Brooklyn being ready for a postseason. I have zero confidence. I don't know how you can make a bet with any conviction in these. Yep. Really the only bet to make was when, when that trade was breaking and Philadelphia's odds just came crashing down. That Really the only bet that represents value to me on that board, Jeff, was when Philadelphia was at that 7.5, 8-1 and that's really just a number. I don't, I'm not convinced that they will suddenly mesh right away with, with James Harden and Joel Embiid. That they still are going to – that's still going to be an extremely difficult out in the playoffs – but I have I would have zero conviction about any teams in the East. To me, where you look is is the West, Jeff. And the thing with the, the whole Chris Paul thing with Phoenix, a if I, if I had conviction on Phoenix, I would want to wait to make that bet until late in the regular season, especially if it comes out that because you mentioned talking with Will Hill, Jeff, you have that six to eight week timeline. We'll get the reassessment here on Paul if it if it once it is apparent that he's probably going to miss at least the start of the playoffs. Depending on how Golden State finishes the season, you would think those odds will continue to shift. Mm -hmm. Where Golden State is going to be a continue to to see that th their numbers shorten up here, 
And we've seen Chris Paul get injured, what, five different postseasons in the past. Jeff, he has played at least 58 games, started at least 58 games in each of the last 11 seasons. Somewhat ironic that it was game 58 where he gets hurt right. uh, this season. Funny how, how the numbers work. So isn't there a case to be made that th this could, in a weird way, be a best-case scenario for Chris Paul, assuming the timeline doesn't drag on too late in the playoffs, where you're getting a guy who historically has played a ton of games in the regular season, worn down time and again, been injured in postseason play. His teams have repeatedly come up short, and now you're in a unique scenario where he could actually come back at full health and be a part of a team that, as you talked about, Jeff, is extremely deep and has a very good path to, to run the table, at least in the Western Conference, on, on its own. So that's the area I'd be looking at, if anything, right now. Yeah, no, look, the like you said, the East is very hard at this point. But, I'm look, I'm still in the camp of Phoenix. I'm not going to move off of that camp. There is no reason for me to move off of Phoenix until proven otherwise. With that said, if Phoenix doesn't come out of the West, I still expect Golden State to be the team that comes out of there. But they, the Draymond Green injury is a giant deal. We don't know when he's coming back at this point. So it opens it up. It's uh, Look, it's pretty wide open. We ended up with a very wide open NFL season that ended up with the Rams and the Bengals playing in the Super Bowl, as we all expected before the season. Uh, so, uh, Look, it's more than possible we get this in the NBA as well. We move to college hoops. We may have a player or two for today. That's coming up next. Numbers game here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every single game. So you'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. Data is available for money line, total, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check them out today. The betting splits are available now for every single game at vcin.com. It is a numbers game here on vcin. Jeff Parles here. Ben Wilson here as well. Dwayne Colucci joins us in 15 minutes time. Get the behind the book perspective of these last few weeks of college hoops leading in to the NCAA tournament. Uh, ben, uh, college basketball today. I will say uh, usually Thursdays are hit or miss with the card because you have a lot of West Coast games. Other than Gonzaga, San Francisco, and UCLA, Oregon, which you'll have a play on, Ben, there really is not much West Coast-wise that is particularly good, either from a betting perspective or a watchability perspective. I do lean with Will Hill towards San Francisco in that Gonzaga matchup. They're getting 10.5. I don't know if I'm going to be end up putting that in the card, but I would lean towards the Dons in that game who, again, there's a reason teams are on the bubble. They're usually not particularly good. That's why they're on the bubble. But this Don's team's better than your usual bubble team. Part of the reason they're on the bubble is because of the conference that they play in. So a big opportunity for them tonight. That's their next to last regular season game. You actually see 10 right now behind us on that one at the South Point on Gonzaga and San Francisco. And it is rare that Gonzaga's only 10 in conference play. That's just, again, been a testament to how good this Don's team is. Uh, they've just had problems closing games so far this year 
in conference play. Uh, Big Ten-wise, this will be a play for me, Illinois and Ohio State. Ohio State coming off of earlier this week on Monday, uh, one of the more ridiculous covers we've seen all year, a game where they basically didn't cover at all during the game, laying uh, as much as seven, they end up winning by 11 in overtime against Indiana, just a brutal beat if you had the Hoosiers in that one. Illinois laying six. I really like Illinois in this spot. This will be an official play. I don't think Ohio State has the horses to match up with Cokeburn well. Uh, I like uh, I like Keed as a as a backup center, but once he gets in foul trouble, they really lack size at Ohio State. Liddell's a good player, but again, he's six foot six, undersized. I don't think Cokeburn. Uh, It's going to be slowed down in this game. This will be a big one for Kofi, who, uh, again, the second favorite right now in wooden player of the year year odds uh, at books that have it available. Only Oscar Shibway, who had another big game last night for Kentucky and a win over LSU without their guards. I like the line. I know we'll lay the six at home, nine o'clock Eastern start for that one. Illinois with a real chance to actually win the Big Ten regular season. Uh, They went out. Purdue loses once. They'll win the uh, the Big Ten uh, regular season, even with Purdue dominating them in the two matchups that the Boilermakers and the Illini had during the year. And then uh, the second one is probably the best matchup other than Illinois on and, and Ohio State on paper, and that is out of the OVC. One last time in the OVC, other than maybe a potential championship game in the conference for Murray State and Belmont, who are both leaving the conference at the end of the year, uh, Missouri Valley for both of those teams. So uh, the the MVC going to get two really good teams. Murray State right now, three-point favorites against Belmont. I I like the racers in this game, and I, I know it's it's hard to go on a team that is – on a massive streak like Murray State is. Murray State, Ben, Murray State's only lost twice this year. Their last loss came on the road at Auburn back on December 22nd. So they have now lost in the 2022 calendar year. I Only three in this game with Murray State. I, I like the Racers. I think they're the better team. Belmont has had some very bizarre first-half performances in conference play where they have been behind against bad teams. So you may even want to look at a Murray State first half play as well here. The Racers are just a better team. They're safely in the NCAA tournament bracket, regardless of what happens to them down the stretch. I think they should be on the eight line, maybe even the seven line. Belmont needs to needs to probably win the OVC in order to get in, even though, again, I would argue that their resume is pretty darn good as well. The only thing that they don't have, they really don't have a, Big time win. Their best win this year is against Iona or SLU, depending on what you think of those two teams. But we're going to lay the three with Murray State tonight and maybe even have a first half play by the time that game starts. For we've, that seen, one. we've seen how the committee has not really placed much value on the OVC in the past. They think have about, not. Think back to the John Morant uh, Murray, Murray State teams. And, and I mean, again, it was always all right. One bid and sorry, even even in the years with, with Rick Bird at Belmont, where they had some ridiculously good teams and Murray State was right there as well. It just it has not mattered in the committee's eyes. Will that change this year? I, I don't see any reason why it would change, given given how many bad teams are in the bottom half of that league. Well, that uh, remember, Belmont did get into a first four one year. So, again, that took 
going 29 and two yes, the that season yeah. in order to get into Dayton. But I think Murray State's safely in, and if the committee put him in Dayton, that just that'd just be ridiculous. They're clearly better than a lot of the the garbage that happens to be in the bottom half of these Power Five leagues this year. Ben, you you have a play tonight, don't you? I do. Also, uh, Lindenwood is taking one of the teams taking their yes, place. Yes, that's right. I was stunned to see that OVC. yesterday out of, out of St. Louis uh, going yes. to the OVC. Yes. Uh, I, I Look, Oregon is a team. I, ju- I just cannot quit, Jeff. And I, re- I, I fully admit that when you, you call games and you see these teams in person, you can get swayed very, very easily. But Oregon is as, as athletic as, as any team I've watched this year. Mm-hmm. A team that has been so maddeningly inconsistent. We keep waiting for the Dana Altman resurgence to, to happen at the end of the year. We thought it was happening when they go to L.A. They beat USC and UCLA on the road in back-to-back weeks. That was uh, the the first time in Pac-12 history where a a team had gone on the road, beaten two top 10 teams on the same road trip in that league's history. But they've had some really bad losses as of late, and they've played themselves from probably in as a 10 or 11 seed to Lenardi looking at the latest bracketology. They're in the next four out. You, you get pounded at home by Cal and you lose by 24 at Arizona State. That, that, that'll that do, do it, it to you, Jeff. <laughs> so you, you have the rematch now. Oregon back at home against UCLA. We've seen uh, Tiger Campbell, Johnny DeJang been banged up. Who, they've both been in and out of the lineup as of late. UCLA not playing its best basketball right now. And Oregon, it's, it's again, this, this home stretch now. Four games left tonight at home against UCLA. Saturday night at home against USC, their their last chance. I, I hate taking the angle of, well, this team's got to win to find a way onto the bubble and get in because there's a reason they're in that spot. But this is a team that has so much talent, three transfers who played with different NCAA tournament teams last year, match up well with their length and their athleticism against a UCLA team that, that locks you down defensively. Getting three at home tonight, that feels on the surface like a very short number. I will grab the three with Oregon tonight. And, and Dana Altman and his 17-10 and 10 Oregon Ducks, which, I mean, they, they could easily be a team that wins the Pac-12 tournament. That's how good they are. They just haven't shown it. Well, that's, that's my whole thinking here with Oregon is we have seen this before with them in recent years. 2019, they were one of the biggest underachievers in the entire country, and then they steamrolled through again. Pac-12 was really bad in 2019, but they steamrolled through everyone here in Vegas, won the Pac-12 tournament, and then ended up in the Sweet 16 and really gave Virginia a pretty tough battle in that Sweet 16 uh, just three years ago. I, I, You know, that's that's a game that that number to me just – it's one of those that our, that our guy Tim Murray on, on, on the nightcap would say that it was it's a stinky line and UCLA's only three against Oregon. I'm kind of with you. I'd only lean towards Oregon – uh, getting the points there, but no play for me on that one. I do have one more lean that uh, that I'm probably going to add to the card, and it's a team that uh, that has overachieved based off the metrics more than anyone the entire year out of the CAA, tied for the lead right now in the conference with Towson is UNC Wilmington. They're in Philadelphia tonight to take on Drexel, who in the NCAA tournament a year ago, they lost to Illinois in a 116. They played pretty well at times this year in CAA play, but we're going to take five with UNC Wilmington. You're just going to keep giving us points. They'll play close game. Even if they lose to Drexel tonight, this feels like a one possession game to me. Currently a lean, not in the official card, but more than likely by the time uh, that uh, primetime action tonight rolls around at seven o'clock Eastern tonight, myself and Wes Reynolds will be on the desk for that. Probably taking the five with UNC Wilmington for sure on that official card. So, uh, Wilmington going to be added there. Towson, by the way, probably the best team in that league if you're looking forward to betting these smaller conference tournaments that 
Keep in mind, next week, a lot of these conference tournaments start. The smaller conferences underway. This is the last week of the regular season for a lot of those leagues. The CAA included in that, that conference tournament in Washington, D.C. We've got to get our Jerome year. picks in this weekend, Jeff. It's happening very quickly. Didn't even think about that. The Jerome yes. is, is back. Yes, the <laughs> uh, the best uh, countrywide uh, pool there is for uh, playing for pride in that one, as always, uh, the conference tournaments beginning next week. Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart. We're going to get the behind-the-book perspective of a wild night like last night where there's 43 games tipping at the same time and more with Dwayne Colucci next. A numbers game here on v the Sports Betting Network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. GM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM, a proud authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to betmgm.com. And once again, use the bonus code VSIN200. That's V-S-I-N-2-0-0 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you're wagering on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older to place a wager. New customer offer only. All promotion subject qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. The promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson's here as well. And now with us, Dwayne Colucci. He runs the sports book and race book up at the Rampart in Summerlin. Dwayne, pleasure as always to catch up with you. Uh, just uh, take us through a night like last night. You have 43 college basketball games beginning at 4 o'clock local time here in Vegas. Just how do you manage a big-time slate like that where you have so many games starting at the same time? Yeah, definitely, Jeff. You know, it's important to manage, but, you know, nothing compares to the NFL, so we're definitely capable at Rampart and South Point. You know, there were some excellent games last night, some really close games some, uh, you know, uh, point spreads that 
were adjusted correctly, and it was a tough night for us at the book here at the Rampart in South Point. You know, the public got the better of us, but it's definitely important that we try to do our best, especially fighting into March Madness now, and we are able to focus as bookmakers without, you know, all the riffraff of the NFL and the playoffs and all that going on. Plus, it helps that we have the NBA All-Star break. But definitely it's important now. College basketball rolls into conference tournament time, and then we lead right into March Madness. It's just going to be fabulous. It's very competitive this year. Very uh, slight margin of error, very close. Uh, between the top 16, 17, even, uh, you know, you throw Duke in there and they're really playing fabulous for Coach K down the stretch. Uh, it, it's going to be a fabulous tournament this, guy, uh, this year, guys. Dwayne uh, Gonzaga, currently the favorite in your book, uh, plus 350 uh, to win the uh, the national championship after coming up short a year ago. Other than the Zags, are there other teams that you've taken a lot of action on? Yeah, we're starting to see some future action naturally on UCLA. Uh, we have them now adjusted down to 20-1. to 1. Also, the Sharps got on Auburn very early, and that was a quick adjustment made by the Rampart and South Point. So we do have a, a few teams, Jeff, that we have some future liability on. Uh, some Duke backers as well, like I said, because they know the tradition. And, uh, you know, Coach K going out. Also, Wisconsin has been an attraction. They've been very solid. It's going to be very interesting, and we've booked a lot of future action this year, and it's spread across. So we're doing an excellent job. Chris and the guys at the South Point always do a great job, and we're just trying to cut that liability on certain teams. A lot of people felt that Gonzaga, you know, with the, uh, you know, basically their ease of schedule, I, I always say that, you know, they're able to dominate their conference. You know they're going to be right at the top, and they were a unanimous selection this week, which is very important. You rarely mm -hmm. see that, guys. So Gonzaga is definitely going to be one of the teams to beat. We have made adjustments on the teams that are in pro, uh, close proximity to us here in Las Vegas, Arizona, UCLA, those are the two top teams that we've seen some future action on. Dwayne Colucci with us right now here on a numbers game. Get him on the tweets at NY Bookie. Dwayne, of course, uh, runs the race and sports book up at the Rampart Casino in Summerlin. Dwayne, uh, NBA, we'll shift, shift over to the NBA here. Uh, you have the MVP award market up right now. Uh, Joel Embiid, the favorite in your book, plus 150. Jokic at 2-1, to one, and Giannis at 3-1. to one. This sure feels like a two-horse race with Embiid and Jokic. Uh, Dwayne, uh, what, what action have you seen up there on those two guys? Yeah, definitely solid action on those two. And we're going to see now how the addition of James Harden affects Embiid. We know how good Jokic is. He's been a contender for MVP the last few years. He is just a dominating force. He does it all. You know, rebounds. He definitely is a good passer. He could shoot it from the outside. Embiid is having one of those career years. And Giannis is always in the conversation just because it's Giannis. You know, he's unbelievable. This guy, he led Milwaukee to the title. He's proven he's battle-tested, but a lot of action on Embiid. Uh, you know, definitely Jokic was the early front-runner where we booked a lot of action when we first put up the odds. But Embiid has closed the gap. He's just playing lights out. But it will be interesting to see how that trade affects both sides and Embiid's market in the uh, MVP race. Dwayne, uh, of course, the big news out of NBA All-Star Weekend, Chris Paul is going to be reevaluated in six to eight weeks with that thumb injury. Uh, how did you guys adjust 
both the Western Conference and the NBA title odds, where right now I'm seeing Golden State and Phoenix, currently the co-favorites in your book at 4-1 to one to win the NBA title. Yeah, well, that was the adjustment right there. We did have Phoenix, I believe it was 350, Jeff, and now you're seeing them both at 4-1. to one. Chris Paul is very important, but Phoenix does have a big lead. So it's going to be very difficult, in my opinion, to catch the uh, Phoenix Suns. They played excellent, whether it's at home or on the road. They're definitely a major factor, but Chris Paul is by far their go-to guy. I know Devin Booker has been lights out, but if you look down the stretch, guys, and you watch some of these games, it's definitely Chris Paul's team, and you could tell that. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on the supporting cast. We know Steph is geared up for a big second half. I mean, you saw that all-star game. He, he was just shooting from all angles. You have Clay now. Draymond will eventually come back. It, it's just a matter of can Golden State, with their strength of schedule, be able to cut into Phoenix's big lead. It's going to be very difficult, in my opinion, even without Chris Paul, because Phoenix plays such a well-rounded game. Guys, they're 48-10. and 10. I mean, you know, they average 113 points a game, 26-5. and five at home and 22 and 5 on the road. So, you know, 9 and 1 in their last 10, they should be able to manage without Chris Paul. Phoenix 6 and a half, uh, Golden State, I should say, six and a half games behind Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be close, I believe at the end, but I think Phoenix could still hold on, guys. They have an incredible team and it's a well-rounded team. Yeah, I'm in the camp that Phoenix is not going to be impacted until the second round of the playoffs would be the first time that I would really be concerned about what they would do the rest of the postseason beyond uh, with if Chris Paul is not fully mobilized by then. Dwayne, we, uh, one more question for you before we let you go. Uh, just the Eastern Conference odds, you still have the Nets as the favorite of plus 275, very compact with Philly and Milwaukee at 3-1 to one right behind them, Miami plus 450. What would it take for Brooklyn to shift out of that favorite role, or is the liability just stacked up too much on them right now? Well, the liability is the point, Jeff. Definitely, you hit the nail on the head. You know, you want to offset the liability. A lot of people have backed the Nets, and they have consistently backed them. And if you do raise the price, you're going to see the Sharps jump on them again because they are going to at least be in the play-in, for the, you know, like I call the NBA wild cards from the 8 to 10 position, uh, the 7 mm-hmm. to 10 positions. So definitely it's going to be interesting to see also if Ben Simmons could join this team and how the new players affect. I mean, Dragic could be a major factor, and definitely the Nets are built for a long run. You know, Durant sat most of the season. You're going to have Kyrie come back now, possibly with Eric Adams, the New York City mayor, lifting the protocols. So, you know, this is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I still think Brooklyn is a top team, but they have to start playing a little better. Like we said, you know, Miami, Chicago, they're right at the top. Philly is only two and a half games behind. Cleveland, two and a half games behind. And Milwaukee, two and a half games behind. So, you know, the top five teams are right there. They're going to be jockeying for position. And I think Brooklyn is hoping that some of these teams put too much emphasis on winning the whole Eastern Conference because I feel Brooklyn is a team that could definitely win on the road when they need to. I mean, they're 18 and 13 on the road. They have a better record on the road than they do at the uh, Barclays Center. So definitely Brooklyn is a team to watch. That We have severe liability on them, but it's starting to come back down to earth as you see these other teams play better and better, uh, we started to see some Celtic action. I mean, they're 9-1 in their last 10. They're really starting to play well. Naturally, Milwaukee is 
always going to be at the top of the futures market in the Eastern Conference with that roster and as long as Giannis is healthy. And Philadelphia saw some action this year, guys. But the Nets are still the liability. They're the favorite here at the Rampart and South Point. He's Dwayne Colucci. Of course, go. Uh, you can find him at the Rampart, uh, the race and sportsbook uh, director up there at the Rampart. Dwayne, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, definitely, Jeff. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Uh, that's all the time we have here on a numbers game. The Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi, Patrick Maher, coming your way next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.